more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Lincoln, 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 for Bingen, for Nana, Fana, for Bingen, feet, fine, for Minkin, Lincoln. They say this cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show, till 1 o'clock this afternoon. We got a busy day today, and uh, we'll get started. Got guests coming in, and we've got the um, the administrator of the Small Business Administration, nominated by um, President Joe Biden back in 21, confirmed by the Senate in March of 21. And uh, she's been sworn in, and she is the current administrator of the Small Business Administration. They've got something for minority business going on, so we'll see what's going on with that coming up uh, a little bit after noon today, along with Greg Landsman. Yes. So there you have it. All right, 749-1230-513 is the area code. We got a lot going on. Congress, I got to ask Greg Landsman about this. Um, Congress members introduce legislation to end solidarity, uh, uh, solita- solidarity, solitary confinement, solitary confinement. And they want to end it because some of these prisons, and they, they abuse solitary confinement. They abuse it. You don't have to do a little of nothing, and they put you there, you know, 10, 20. And that affects your mind. Some people are crazier when they get out from solitary confinement. Yeah. I'm telling you. So that's good to hear. I mean, maybe for some prisons, maybe they need it. Some of them might really need it. But they might, I mean, they're going to end it totally. No matter how bad you are, you won't be sent to solitary confinement. No matter how bad. I don't know. You get a good night's sleep. You're away from everybody. No chances of being raped. That might be a good thing for some people. I don't know. Uh, Did you see the video of the teenage girls fighting at West Claremont High School? And, yeah, white girls behaving badly. It's not always the black kids that jump somebody and fight and do all this. It's not always the black kids. The white kids do the same thing. This time it was published and we saw it on video. I could have told you that. I went to school with white kids. (laughs) Yes. Them white girls fight just like we did. <laughs> yeah, they, and they would fight just like black kids. They would do it. Uh, yeah. And the mother's upset. The mother's really upset on uh, uh, after she saw the video. She said she was just like she had to, she you know, had to throw up and everything. And they were really beating that. Uh, and this girl had been bullied, too, by the other girls, 11-year-old girl. 
And you just hate to hear when stuff like that happens, no matter who it is. But kids should not be bullied and treated like that in school. Yeah, they should expel the girls that jumped her. Well, the postal workers, you talk about disgruntled postal workers. Well, the mailmen are disgruntled now. They said enough is enough, and they're tired of being robbed and attacked by these punks out here, robbing them and taking their keys to the mailboxes. They're tired of it. They're going to have a protest tonight at Fountain Square. Yeah. Postal carriers staging a protest tonight on Fountain Square. Cincinnati's Branch 43 of the National Association of Letter Carriers says its members have been subjected to 17 different assaults or robberies since 2022. They say they're angry, they're frustrated, and the attacks are accelerating, and they're tired of it. It's difficult to pay attention to the well-being of the neighborhoods we serve when we constantly must look over our shoulders and wonder why someone is approaching us. Yeah, they got video of, of the latest uh, out in Rain where the kid, teenager, walked up to her and pointed a gun and took the key. And the attorney general, of the state of Ohio has filed contempt charges against Doug Evans. And he got just, he went to jail for trying to fake like he was a minority business, got a black guy to pose like he owned the company, and Evans went to jail for that. Now he's in trouble again. This is white privilege at its best. He think the laws don't apply to him. Yeah. He faces contempt charges failing to comply with a court-ordered plan to remove waste and debris that he illegally discarded on one of his company's properties. Yeah. And it's got he, he just won't quit. Well, the officer, remember the officer that was uh, attacked down at um, Sailor Park? Not Sailor Park, Sawyer Point. The big guy, 6'5", 300 pounds, attacked the police officer. Well, the, uh, you know, almost killed a guy. Tried to gouge his eyes out and everything. And well, guess what? He's back at work. He's back at work. And they were saying he was just a few months or weeks from retirement. So I didn't think he would come back after that, but he's back. He's back. I guess he's going to wait wait out his retirement. But he hugged everybody in in his uh precinct there in the uh, at the substation. Hugged each and every one of them. Chief Thiege says uh, he looks fantastic. He's in good health. So um, I guess everything's all right. I don't know. He's back. Baker Mayfield. (laughs) 
This guy, yeah, he, he was never as good as they hyped him up to be. And he's been around a different team. Now he he was down. They sent him the Tampa Bay thought they could have him as a starter, but the backup guy pretty much has moved him out of that spot. Backup guy seems to be better than Baker Mayfield. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unbelievable. Uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs made a promise that he was going to give Jackson State a million dollars. Guess what? He gave him a million dollars. Jackson State. Just one year after promising to do that. So um, hats off to Sean P. Diddy Combs. All right. A California mall. They may want to look at this in Cincinnati, in this area, when it comes to malls. They're going to require unaccompanied teens to wear ID lanyards after they had a large brawl at the mall out there. So now, uh, if you're not with your parents, you got to wear some kind of ID lanyard to prove who you are so they'll know who you are. Uh, you know, if they stop, you can't give a fake name. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to do, but that's what they're going to do now. Make how them, are they going to enforce this? I have no idea how they're doing it, but a fight broke out at the Moreno Valley Mall. Hundreds gathered for National Cinema Day. It was like $4 movie. You could get into the movies for $4. And the mall had to eventually shut down after authorities called uh to help security break up fights. No weapons were used during the brawl. And <laughs> they said, we would like to remind the parents that mall security is not babysitting services. And this is the responsibility of parents to raise their children, to be respectful to others, and to compose themselves accordingly when out in public. In light of today's events, we will be forced to go back to the drawing board with regard to unattended youth at our property. So <laughs> it's unclear when the rule will go into effect. And boom, that's what happens when you don't know how to act. But I guess everybody wanted to get in on those $4 movie tickets. And <laughs> everybody was there. Trying to take advantage of that. And somebody gets to pushing or calling somebody a name. And then one thing leads to another. And then you got a brawl going on. Uh, Trump's attorney. These guys, you know, I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm sure you heard that they tried to use the Scottsboro boys case to get their case extended. To get their trial date moved past the 2024 election. The Scottsboro uh, boys case went to the Supreme Court because they rushed that case. It's no you can't even compare the two. You can't even compare. And the judge said that the judge was really offended that they would even try this stuff in her courtroom with the Scottsboro uh, uh, case. The Scottsboro boys were on a train and there was a fight that broke out. They got arrested. Then a couple of days later, two white women said they were raped and they blamed it on blamed it on the Scottsboro boys. And there was a big mob. They rushed rushed them to court, had their trial. They didn't have couldn't afford a, an attorney. And they were just pretty much railroaded with a speedy trial. 
and everything, and they were sentenced to life in prison and all kind of stuff. The, Trump's case is nothing like that. They they got great lawyers. They rich. They they can afford everything. This is nothing like that. And they committed the crimes back in when was it twenty twenty one? Yeah, look how long they've had since then. Oh yeah, it, it's it, it's crazy that they would even try using the case of the Scottsboro boys to get their trial <laughs> put off. It's crazy. A pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting alcohol was shot dead by police. Uh, this happened right, um, right outside of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, Blendon Township, located near Westerville, uh, a little bit northeast of east of Columbus, so they're still processing the footage and intend to show show it to the woman's family before it's released to the public. Takia Takia Young, 21, was shot and killed Thursday by Blendon Township police officers responding to reports that she had stolen liquor from the grocery store. She was pregnant with her third child. And the third child, uh, he also didn't uh, survive the shooting. Yeah. Uh, In the video, she's accused, uh, the police accused Young and several other people of stealing items from the Kroger store. It said the two officers were in the Kroger parking lot to help someone who was having car car problems when the store employee alerted them to Young, alleging she had taken multiple bottles of alcohol without paying. And store employees later told police there were multiple other people who had uh, allegedly uh, stole items and fled in their vehicles. Young was already inside the car when the officers approached her four-door sedan. One officer was on the vehicle's driver's side and the other officer was in front of the vehicle. And see, he never should have been in front of the vehicle. I don't know about you, but don't that sound like illegal, uh, like, what's it called? Stop and see, search and seizure? Yeah. Well, so, okay, one's on the side, one's in the front. Both were giving Young uh, more than a dozen verbal commands to exit the car and turn it off. Those commands were ignored, and Belfort said, Young accelerated directly at the officer in front of the vehicle who fired a single gunshot through the windshield. The officers ran after the car for about 50 feet until it jumped the curb and crashed into a brick wall. The car was locked, so officers broke the driver's window to get Young out of the vehicle and began providing medical aid. So we have to wait to see this footage. But I don't see the law. The the police officer put himself in danger by standing in front of the car. Yeah, I'm not a police officer. Sometimes I play one on radio. But I'm not going to stand in front of a car if I know somebody is a suspect of stealing something and she might be trying to get away. He or she 
maybe trying to get away. I'm not standing in the front of the car. I'm coming to the side. So, I don't know. Sister V said, don't tell us, show the video. Yeah, they're going to release it. They're going to show it to the family first, and then they're going to release it. So we'll see. We will see. Did anybody see the video of the high school football coach who has been arrested and charged with battery after hitting a player on the sideline? I saw the video. He gave him a punch to, you know, one of those punches. You hit him where you, you knock the wind out of him. I've been hit there before by my drill instructor when I was in the Marine Corps. Right there, right at the bottom of your rib cage, in the center there, right where your stomach is. Yeah, you hit there, it knocks the wind out you, and you go. So he hit the player there, and you can see the player bend over. And it doesn't take a hard punch. It wasn't a really hard punch. He just, boom, hit him there. The player bends over, and it was caught on video, and the coach was arrested for physically assaulting a player. Yeah. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah, video. Your son and you see they coach punch your son in the stomach on the field. What do you do? Oh, you, I'm on the sideline. I'm saying keep your hands off my son. I'm out there. Now, you know, I've seen coaches grab him by the jersey and maybe shake him around a little bit. I'm not. That's okay. You know, if they do something stupid out there, grab him by the jersey. But when you go to physically punching somebody, that's that's crossing the line. That's crossing the line. Why do you have to why do you have to physically touch my child, period? Why can't you just talk to my child? Well, you know, in sports you get, you know, something happens, they miss a play, and, you know, things just happen. And, you know, adrenaline is going and yeah. You grab so him. Why did you let him get? Why didn't you block him? Why didn't you stop him? You know, you just try to shake some sense into him so the next time they won't mess up. Well, this, what if this coach, and I ain't defending him because I think it's wrong as hell. I don't want you to touch my kid, period. But the same thing you just said about shaking him by the jersey could be applied to what he did. Well, yeah, I don't know. Shaking, if you shake him by the jersey, that's a little different than actually punching somebody. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't be if if I, my son was out there and he he messed up some kind of way and the coach grabbed him by the jersey. Next time, stay with him or something like that. I'm okay with that. But when he goes to punching, then that's a different story. And I'm glad they arrested the guy. I'm glad they arrested. Remember that shooting right there at uh, what's the name of that park in over the Rhine? Uh, Grant Park. Remember. Kids, everybody was walking down the street, and the guys, they was like uh, something out of the TV movie. They stood up out of the window and just start firing at people. They finally, you know, they arrested one teenager in that shooting, and he went before uh, uh, court. He had a lawyer, attorney Clyde Bennett, and they dropped the charges against this cat. So something happened with that. Maybe it wasn't he wasn't the guy or something. But they dropped the charges. 
with prejudice, meaning they can refile. But if I ever get in trouble, I'm calling Clyde Bennett. And I still think to this day, and I don't know for sure, but if Tracy Hunter had stayed with Clyde Bennett, I think she probably never would have went to jail. I don't know. I'm just saying. If she had stayed with Clyde Bennett, she might be out of jail. She may not have had to go to jail. But, hey, it's over, and there's no way we can prove that. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back. 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you. 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show on a Wednesday. And let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with my good friend Lisa Baker. And somebody's been trying to get in touch with your grandmother, and they said she's not not getting an answer. Elaine Patterson wanted me to pass that message to you, Lisa Baker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, we relocated Miss Edna. Yes, yes, yes. I will make sure she reaches out to Miss Patterson. All right. Okay, there you go. See? Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. You know, Granny's coming up on 91 Ooh. September Damn. the 16th. All How right. about that? And she's getting up there. She is getting up there. She is still good. Lincoln, we're looking for two people today. The first one, Calvin Hill, who's wanted for felony domestic violence. Calvin Hill is a black male, 39 years old, 5'8", 170 pounds. He has a history of domestic violence, abduction, and burglary. Last known to live on Teresa Street in District 3. That's in Price Hill. Calvin Hill. We're also looking for William Bayer, who's wanted for felony theft and drug abuse. William Bayer is a white male. 34 years old, 5'10", 165 pounds. He has a history of domestic violence, burglary, and theft. Last known to live on Kinga Drive in Cleves, Ohio. So if any of the listeners know where detectives can find Calvin Hill or William Bayer, give Crime Stoppers a call, 513-352-3040. All right, 352-3040, night or day, cash money for your clues. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, let's move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. And let's see. I think we can take one call before we go to break. Let's go to uh, let's go to Miss Nettie. Miss Nettie, how you doing today? I am doing good. Greetings to you from beautiful Lincoln Heights. Yes, yes. To Raven Mundy, she's on the ones and twos, and to your beautiful bride. Talk and walk, Sharon Wax. Okay. Okay, now, you say if it's free, it's for me, right? Uh, I say that every now and then, yes. No, I say it all the time. <laughs> uh, well, the double Dutch thing pop up today at St. Simon's, St. Monica Center. You know what St. Simon's is. No. It's going to be a free one. The young lady is named Charlotte, and she's been on Cameron Hall. So this is free, and it's for me. I'm going to try the double Dutch. What do you think about that, baby? I can't visualize you out there trying to double Dutch, uh, Miss Nettie. What? Don't start no mess with me. Shanware, you hear me, baby? I want you to get him. Now, I want to say this to our, I want to cordially invite you out to Lincoln Hikes. We have an our Lincoln Hikes Day this weekend. Okay. And if you want to come and just sit, okay? Yes. Sit. All right. Okay, to the side, we're going to have our parade and everything. Yes, yes. 
really opened up Lincoln Ike's day. And what time does it start? It starts at 10, but okay. I would say be down the hill, set with us. Down about 11, down to uh, Bishop Lee's churches on Beale Street, 1201. All right. Okay, and oh, I just love all y'all and to everyone out there. And even to the young lady that, oh, God, her family, where the young lady got shot. Oh, by, yes, by the police, yes, yes. Yeah, I, that was uncalled for. I'm going to leave that alone. Well, the cop never should have been in front of the car. No, he but then again, uh, why was she, she should have just listened to him and not try to get she away. She was afraid. I can imagine she was afraid. She didn't have no gun, did she? No, she just had some liquor, it apparently. I don't know. See, I need to see. If, if they found liquor in that car, if they didn't, then they got to pay some money. They they, they got to go to jail or something's got to happen to them. It's got to happen because we're yes. killing each other. And, uh, oh, my God, we're just killing. We are killing each other. And I need them to get their stuff together over there. This young lady was murdered. All right. Okay, all right. I, well, I'm, I'm, I've got to get off this phone. Thanks for your call. Oh, and the real Terrence Howard, don't want to forget him. Okay, baby. All right. Bye back. Okay. Did it sound like she was almost crying? Yes. Miss Nettie is very emotional. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back before I start crying. 1230, The Buzz. WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati. And uh, hang on in there. Lincoln Ware with you till 1 o'clock. And we talked about Congress members, uh, solitary confinement. They want to end it. You think it'll make it through? I kind of, I don't think so. You know, it's the Democrats. That's trying to get it through. And they're outnumbered. In the House. So I don't think it'll work. But we'll find out. I don't think the Republicans, you know, they want to punish you. They want to punish you. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, let's move along. Let's go. Maybe, let's see. And I hung up on him yesterday. He didn't get a chance to talk. So maybe he'll come come correct today and be a little more calmed down, not arguing with Raven, uh, uh, and he's calling me. And don't call up here and then argue with Raven while you're talking to me. So call up here, talk to me, and we'll go from there. White Lion! <laughs> Hey, all right. I apologize. I, I, I'm I'm cool today. All right. Uh, hey, left voice Claremont thing. Uh, I have a personal experience with that. My oldest daughter went to West Claremont. Uh, we dealt with uh, a group of three girls bullying my daughter for about a year and a half up there. Um, we took it to the school. We took it to the police department. We made uh, we made everyone aware. Like, hey. We don't want this. We don't want, you know, what's going to come because we know, uh, we all know what's going to come with this going on. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. kids are going to end up fighting. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's there coming. isn't no championship belts out here. Nobody's a winner. 
everybody's going to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we yeah. knew that. Go ahead. Yeah, everybody was going to get suspended, you know, the yeah. whole bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, we took all this to the school. We, we made the police aware, Union Township. Oh, nothing we can do. Oh, the school's got the school. Nothing we can do. Let the police, blah, 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 back and forth. Well, I tell you what, the night before it hit ahead, uh, these three girls got an Uber to my house, standing out in front of my house looking for my daughter. We again contacted the police. We again contacted the school. The next day we called the school like, hey, we have a, something bad's going to happen. Well, the three girls tried to jump my daughter. My daughter ended up whooping all three of them. My daughter got charged with assault, had to spend a night in 2020. Oh. Oh. And I'm and I'm sorry, but I have a firm belief, and, and, and like I said, uh, that they are hand-in-hand hand with these court systems up here. That they are like, hey, don't do nothing because we want these cases coming through here. Now, what it's about, all a money circle. Okay, Go ahead. So when the cops showed up, did you yeah. tell the cops that they had came to your house? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We had it on video because we got some little cameras out front. Uh, nothing they could do. Nothing they, they could do. Nothing they could do. I mean, they were out there, uh, like, asking the neighborhood kids, like, hey, where does such and such live? Uh, standing out in front of my house. Uh, again, I can't stress, and, and, and I might be wrong. I'm not saying this is true. It's my opinion. Uh, what I'm saying is, is they're hand-in-hand hand with that court system up here in Claremont County where they don't, they're like, hey, don't do too much because we want them to eventually come up and in here. Yeah, yeah. Because we, yeah, we tried hard. To, Lincoln, I have... I had I had a six months of emails of where I was telling the school, hey, I was trying to give them incentives, like, hey, why don't you guys, like, I'm up there trying to, like, make it, there's a fighting and bullying problem up there at West Claremont, and that's that's all I got to say about that story. All right. Anyway, yeah, so real quick, quick, hey, man, I want to go in on Marcus real quick if you, before you go. All Listen, right. Mar- okay, because yesterday he was calling out my homie twin, talking about he was a booty warrior in the joint. Yes, yes. You ever you ever been to jail, Lincoln? No. No? Okay, well, you either become a booty warrior or a booty victim. And I just want to say, Twin, I'm just glad you wasn't a victim, dog. You was out there being a booty warrior. You hear me? Oh, my goodness. Thanks for your call. Unbelievable. We ain't going to cut him out. <laughs> oh, boy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you till... One o'clock this afternoon, and yeah, somebody. Uh, I guess Pharaoh stirred up some controversy when I was gone Monday. Pharaoh, yes, Lincoln. What's up? And hey, uh, okay, I'll talk about not what uh, I called about, but I'll, I'll talk about Monday. Lincoln, you know, Monday was Martin Luther King's uh, "I Have a Dream" speech yes. anniversary, right? Yes. Okay, but then the subject of uh, Fred Shuttlesworth come up. And it was talk about he spoke before Martin Luther King at the speech. I understand all of that. Yeah. But I was called to talk about my experience yeah. with Fred Shuttlesworth. So therefore, if it wasn't about praising him, and therefore, I was hung up on well, and, and and I mean, I mean, why bring up 
the past negative stuff. Because when, let me make when, when this guy did, he risked his life, his kids' but, life, but uh, for civil rights. That, he man. did everything. And every man has flaws, Lincoln, Pharaoh. Lincoln. You have flaws. I, mean, I have I'm flaws. Saying. Every man has flaws. Okay, Lincoln, listen to what I'm saying. I gave him kudos for that. I said, with all, before I said yeah. anything about him, I said, with all due respect for what he did in terms of civil rights, I said, that before I went into anything yeah. else. Yeah. But he's not here to defend himself against what you're saying. What you're saying is he said, she said stuff. We no, know, I'm not. I'm we saying saw, with my personal experience. Right, right. With but, him. But, but, so that's that's what, not he say, she but, say. But, okay, but that's what you're saying the experience was. He might have a different story of the experience no, no, you said. No. <laughs> you know, that's no, what no, I'm man. saying. That's he said, she if said one stuff. Thing that I'm we not saw that what I he did. We okay? saw what he did when it came to civil rights. We saw that. Let me make my point, Nikki. That I was not not allowed to make when I called him. I, I don't want you. Okay, we heard. I'm I, just making a point. Let me what, make, can I what make is, my point. What is your point? What is your point? My point is that how can you make a speech and talk about the white folks, talk about liberty and justice and civil rights when you don't practice justice and rights to your own people? That's according to you. According to me? Yeah. How can that be according to me, Lincoln? Because you're Wait. talking about what he did to you. No, or he your didn't girlfriend. Do it to me. Or your girlfriend. He or... did it to my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and you say. And I'm standing say. there. That's what you say. Now, some... Oh, I wasn't standing there then. Well, okay. I wasn't standing but there. But everybody interprets things differently. That's what How you, interpret, you interpret, it? interpret it. And I'm standing there listening. So, so I interpret it wrong. Yeah, what he you did, can, right? you, people can say stuff, and you interpret what they say in the wrong way. But see, okay, this, Lincoln. But see, this what, okay, I'm going to ask you a question, Lincoln. Then you tell me you interpret what I'm saying. I ask you, Lincoln. Let's just say I'm a homosexual. Okay. What? Let's say I'm a homosexual. I tell you, Lincoln. Hey, uh, you know, I'll, if you ask me <laughs> to do you a favor, and I say, well, I'll do you a favor, Lincoln. But you know, you got to do me a favor too. And he said, Well, what you mean, favor? I mean, you know, you know what I like. You know the thing that I like to do. How do you interpret that? I can interpret it as being well. You like to you like to go swimming. You like yeah, to, yo, Lincoln, yeah. people, yeah. Now, you ain't talking to no fool, man. But my, but my, you know how you interpret that. But my entire point of stopping that conversation dead look, look, on Monday I'm was so we didn't Lincoln. get caught up in this though. But you're talking about a conversation that we had. I didn't want to have this conversation when we was in the midst of having a very important conversation about history about a moment in history that changed a lot for our people i didn't want to get caught up in this he said she said i felt like right. this and it that it's not important essay. it's and not important even though you don't think it's he said she said and it, it sounds like that it's like what you said just now lincoln when i say this to you you know how you would interpret that it ain't about well, no i mean you could, ways about it if, if somebody's naive they can interpret it the wrong way well if they're naive I'm not naive, Lincoln, because I'm standing there when the person said it. So <laughs> right. how can I be naive? Okay. But what, is it going to change anything now by bringing no, that up? It just the point that I was just making is that, yeah. as I told you before, the point I was making is that how can you appeal to white folks about liberty and justice and civil yeah. rights when you don't do right with your own people? That's my point. All right. So if you're treating your own people like a dog, and propositioning them and going on, how can you 
talk about what whites are doing to you and your people when you're doing the same thing to your people, trying to abuse them and stuff like that. All right. Pharaoh, you made your point. I got to run. I got to run. You made your point. And I just can't see dragging somebody's name down when they're not here to defend themselves. And that was, you interpreted as what he was meaning to your girlfriend. But who knows? He may have meant something else. He make he could have meant anything. But you interpret it as him meaning sex. But he could have been meaning a lot of things. If we had to, if we were in a courtroom, the defense lawyer would say that same thing. He could have meant this and that. I watched enough Law and Order to know that you could have interpreted the wrong way. Any defense attorney would say, you interpret what he said the wrong way. He didn't mean what you thought he meant. They could bring up a thousand things that he could have been talking about in a, in a courtroom. And the jury would be saying, yeah, you know, you're right. Even though you were there, you could have misinterpreted what he was saying. I rest my case. Can we get a recess? 12.30. The buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln Ware till one o'clock this afternoon, and let's go to Lisa Mertz uh, from Addiction Services. Lisa, how are you today? I am good. How are you, Lincoln? Hanging in, hanging in. What's going on over at Addiction Services? Well, tomorrow we're hosting our third annual Overdose Awareness Day event, and it doesn't sound like it would be fun. Uh, but it really is. We have, uh, over the past three years, kind of turned it into a celebration of recovery and hope. Mm-hmm. So we want to invite all of our community out to honor those that have been lost, but also uh, to show that we have joy with the people left behind. So we have free food. We're grilling out hamburgers, hot dogs. We have carnival games for the kids, petting zoo, free pony rides. Cotton candy, popcorn, snow cones, uh, and a bunch of community resources, uh, more than 60 this year. Oh, boy. Now, let, let me ask addiction, sir, overdose. Uh, are a lot of the overdoses, uh, uh, they're not, most of them are accidental, or is it, you know, 50%, you know, intentional, 50% accident? What, what is it? What's the numbers there? Well, we can't ever be sure when someone's gone what their yes, motives yes, yes. were, but most people uh, that we speak to that overdose and don't die just say they were trying to get high and they mm-hmm. didn't know it was going to happen. The uh-huh. problem now is it's in all of the drugs. Yes. So it's in party drugs. We're seeing fentanyl. People think they're taking a Vicodin, and it's really pressed fentanyl, and they end up on a Narcan drip tomorrow, mm. um, and we hope that you know, it's in methamphetamine, crack cocaine. It's You really can't tell when you're going to come into contact with it, and it's very dangerous. Yes, yes. Now, uh, so what do you do? How do you, if you see somebody who you think is overdosed and you don't have any Norcan or anything like that, hand, what, what do you do? What's the first thing you do? 
Well, the first thing you do is call 911 if yeah. you don't have Narcan. Right, right. Okay. Um, and then you want to put them on their left side, and you want to check. Hopefully, everybody learns at least rescue breathing and maybe chest compressions. Uh, check for breathing. Uh, see if they need chest compressions or rescue breaths. You can also rub the sternum. If people are just kind of nodding out and falling down, we call it a sternal rub. That kind of, it's really irritating if you rub yeah. the sternum in the middle of your chest really hard, and sometimes that wakes people up. So yeah, you want to try and keep yeah. them awake. I saw somebody, a firefighter, do that to a guy had passed out in a club, and uh, he did that to wake him up, and it worked. He, you know, he did raise up after the firefighter uh, uh, did that to him. Yes, yes, it works quite a bit, so... But now we're seeing xylazine in the drugs as well. It's not responsive to Narcan. Uh, we still use Narcan because it's used with fentanyl yeah. most commonly. Uh, but it's causing people don't realize uh, you don't have to be an IV drug user. Uh, if you smoke or ingest something that has xylazine in it, a lot of people are getting small wounds all over their bodies, and they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and the overdose can be a little bit harder to get people out of, so we're working on that now. Wow, I tell you. So when is the event, uh, and what time tomorrow? It's tomorrow from 4 to 7. We've got parking at the corner of Redding and Linton, so you can just come on. Everything is free. We want the kids and families to have a good time. Uh, the mayor, uh, AFTAB, will be here, uh, as well as Carol Baden from Recovery Ohio. And we're also going to drive down to the Purple People Bridge at the end, kind of in a motorcade fashion, uh, to join with uh, the providers in Kentucky um, and just really show what recovery is and remember those lost and uh, educate people to carry Narcan yeah. um, and fentanyl test strips. Wow. I tell you. Now, uh, how many times, you know, when a person says, OK, I'm not doing drugs anymore. I want to go into recovery. And how, how when they slip up and get back on, is it usually their friends that do it, that get them back in there? What makes them go back to drugs? Well, a lot of times the problem isn't the drug itself. Um, it's I'll say us because I'm a person in recovery from uh, IV drug use myself. Um, and I, I had a relapse myself, um, and the problem centers in my brain. Um, I have difficulty coping. Mm -hmm. um, I had not developed healthy coping mechanisms. I had a lot of trauma, um, and all it took for me was, I mean, I wouldn't even call the person my friend. I was just walking with somebody who happened to start using drugs, and that was enough for me to go right mm -hmm. back out. You saw him, so and really, he said, oh, man, give me some of that, and you, you couldn't resist. You just couldn't yeah, resist. It was, it was too much, and I hadn't had enough treatment or recovery support at that time to recognize what was happening to me. So we say change people, per people, places, and things, yeah. all of it, um, because it takes time to, you know, live a life of recovery and not feel tempted by all the drugs surrounding us. So very important. All right, Lisa Mertz, uh, thanks for calling. Four to seven tomorrow at Reading Road in Linton. Uh, and a uh, lot going on over there, so check it out if you can. Thank you for joining me this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Lincoln. Have All, a good day. All righty. Okay, there you go. Says uh, she was just with somebody, saw him using, and she had to 
use also. Yeah. And like you said, that fentanyl's in everything now. So if you're a drug user, cocaine, you never know when you're going to take a hit of that cocaine. There's going to be enough fentanyl in there to kill you and an elephant. You never know. All right. You got to be scared of something that you don't even get. You ain't even got to like touch it, really. You could just be in the room with it and it could kill you. Right. That's crazy. You got to be scared of something like that. Crazy. And people, they overdose all the time. They don't care if it's in there. They take the chance. They take the chance. All right. uh, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you till 1 o'clock this afternoon. And uh, let's see, we uh, we got a couple of more minutes, a couple of stories. Oh, this is what I meant. Yesterday, I was playing you the uh, Vivek uh, uh, Ramasamy, his little rap that he uses. And it wasn't a, a good recording, but I got a better recording this time. This guy, he's got, he, what would make him think he's going to get more votes by rapping to a bunch of people who live in Iowa. You know, he may be a smart guy, but I don't know. Something's off. Something's off with this guy. Listen, this is a better recording of him doing the Eminem song. In the beginning, it's just Eminem, and he'll come in a little later. The lady that was brought him up, she's looking at him like, is he crazy? She was like in shock while he was rapping. And all the other people, they were just standing around looking like, what is this fool doing? What is this fool doing? Unbelievable. Somebody said, where did he come from? He came from Cincinnati. Yes. I'm glad he never mentions that a lot, that he's from Cincinnati. He likes to say Harvard, Yale. I went to school at Harvard. I'm a tech man. And so he never mentions Cincinnati that often, which is good. I'm glad because, you know, it's bad enough as it is. But when he comes out with all his racial stuff, it's horrible. 
Let's take a break and then we'll come back. 1230. The Buzz. WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Yeah, uh, 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 Alana Presley, Alana Presley, and he compared her to the Klan. And I think I got it here, her response to him. And boy, did she come out and blast him big time. Let's see. That's not it. But, man, did she, oh, boy, did she come back and uh, she tore him a new one. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, here you go. Uh, she was on with Al Sharpton on his TV show, MSNBC, and she responded to what Ramasamy, Ramaswamy said about her uh, comparing her to the KKK. And boy, did she lay him out. Let's listen. Ibram Kendi, quote, modern grand wizards of the modern KKK, end of quote. Now, since then, he has uh, continually doubled down on those comments, saying that based on comments you and Kendi have made, the two of you are the anti-racist and the anti-racist movement frankly, uh, would make the Grand Wizards of the Ku Klux Klan, quote, proud. What's your response, especially on a weekend when we're reminded of the deadly impact this kind of hateful rhetoric can have? Uh, Reverend Al, the verbal uh, assault lobbied against myself and Dr. Kendi is shameful. It is deeply offensive. And it is dangerous. It is not that long ago that we were besieged by uh, images of white supremacists carrying tiki torches in Charlottesville. Uh, It was not that long ago that a white supremacist mob seized the Capitol, uh, waving Confederate flags and erecting nooses on the West Lawn of the Capitol. Uh, And one of my childhood memories that is deeply embedded in that my own ancestors and living family members have been brutalized, lynched, uh, raped by the Ku Klux Klan. I recall uh, when my family member had moved into a predominantly white cul-de-sac in the 80s when I was a child, and we had a cross burned in our lawn. Uh, So uh, for me, uh, as deeply shameful and offensive and dangerous uh, as his words are, uh, he is not occupying uh, any real estate in my mind. I remain squarely focused on uh, the work of undoing the centuries of harm that has precisely been done to black Americans and charting a path of true restorative justice and racial justice forward. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy, he, he he's 
mini Trump. He's a mini Trump. And that's why he's getting all the traction lately. His poll numbers are going up. And he's waiting in the wings. And he sounds just as dangerous as Donald Trump. Just as dangerous. Got to watch him. That guy needs to be watched. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's just saying stuff. He's just saying all kind of stuff and waiting to see what sticks. And I think, yeah, I, I saw a clip earlier, too, where when he was 18 years old, when Ramaswamy was 18 years old, he was at a town hall meeting when Sharpton was running for president. And Ramaswamy told, uh, asked a question. They had the video of him. He was 18-year-old, first year at Harvard. And he asked Sharpton, uh, how do you feel you don't have any, you're the only one out there that don't have any experience. Do you think you're qualified to run for president or something like that? Why should I vote for you and you don't have any experience? And Sharpton said, well, no, you shouldn't vote for somebody that don't have any experience. But I got more experience up here than all of them do. And the crowd broke out into a big laugh and uh, Sharpton put him down. And the same thing was asked of him. Rookie, no experience. So what he said to Sharpton came right back at him. Sharpton set him straight. You're right. <laughs> Unbelievable. So he's been indoctrinated. Is yeah. What you're saying. Oh, yeah. Sharpton got him. Sharpton. And the same thing he said to Sharpton, they hit him at the debate the other night. He had to be saying to himself, dang, this is deja vu all over again. But now I'm the target. It was unbelievable. But Sharpton hit him hard, though. Sharpton hit back at him. That was the big Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, back then, he looked like a different person than he looks now. Totally different person. Totally. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Uh, yeah, Isabella Guzman, who is the current administrator for the Small Business Administration. They've announced something for minority businesses. And I know when you say minority, that doesn't always necessarily mean black. And I will say that to her when they bring up the minority. And I'm going to say it. You know, a lot of times when you say minority, blacks are nowhere to be found. Everybody but a black person, women, uh, Hispanics, Asians. And you can't find a black person. And I will bring this up to her 
when she comes in. But they've got some kind of new business program, small business program for what they say, minority. Yeah, minority. So we'll see how she breaks it down. She's Filipino. So we'll see. Yes, they'll be here a little bit after 12. So she must be a big deal. They had to send some kind of advanced team in to look at the surroundings. And you know, I'm like, okay, it's, I guess this is as close to a cabinet member position as you can get, I guess. It's almost like a cabinet position. Being the head of the Small Business Administration. And small business keeps the country going. Somebody said, it's for white women only, minorities, when they say that. Yeah. That's how they keep playing blacks. That's what somebody said, too, on Facebook Live. Oh, boy. And I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say with this new program I guess they've got going here. But we'll see. And when they say minority, you know, a lot of people, where you know, it's always like a red flag when they say minority. You know? When they say minority, look out. There's always strings attached. A lot of strings. So we'll hear. That's coming up. All right, 749-1230. I saw an article in the Inquirer today. The um, They're saying Joe Burrow, uh, the reason why Joe Burrow is not practicing is not because of his contract. Yeah, wink, wink. Why did you even bring that up? Because a lot of people are saying that. And I'm telling you, it, it's this that whole little injury, it, it, it's been too long for the type of injury that supposedly he suffered. Unless it was worse than what they're telling us. If it's not, he should be out there practicing with the team. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm thinking it's the contract. How many people agree with me on that? That, you know, they asked the coach about it and he denied it. No. He said no before they could even finish. I, no. But I, I'm thinking it is. I'm telling you. I think the reason why he's not out there, his agent, and his agent is known for holding his players out until they get their contract signed. And even when the injury happened, it just didn't look 
like you could have had that type of injury the way he was running. Yeah. And remember a couple of weeks ago, he was out there on the field throwing passes and doing stuff. And yeah, I think it's more to this thing of Joe Burrow not playing than they're letting us on to. How many people agree with me on that? Either the injury is worse than it is or they're lying about him sitting out because of the contract. T. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Ware? Pretty good. What's up? Hey, look here. How come Donald Duck is not in jail? Who? Donald Duck. Oh. How come he's not in jail? (laughs) He hasn't been convicted yet. He hasn't been convicted. You mean everything that he's did? Normally, you have to be, you have to go to court and be convicted of a crime that's uh, a a jailable offense. So that's why he's not in jail. Yeah, but, uh, you know, all his other partners in jail. Well, they were convicted. Yeah, but, uh, you know, they had to do what he tell them to do. So, uh, (laughs) you know, how come he's not in? That's what what I want to know. They didn't have to do what he told them to do. No, they didn't have to. They They, were foolish enough to do it. If you you got your own mind, you don't do what people tell you to do. You do what's right. And another thing about this, this gun stuff, this concealed gun, how come none of the Republicans and none of the Democrats confront the uh, attorney general about uh, passing that bill? How come none of them complained about that? It was the Republicans and, well, I don't know whether the Democrats voted to pass it. They probably didn't. But it was enough Republicans to vote for it to pass, and it was nothing the Democrats could do to stop it. Well, what they needed to do, they should. Somebody should have said, "Hey, we need the public to vote on this, just like we just voted on that uh, constitution." Well, I mean, somebody should have said something about that. Well, somebody could have got a petition together and uh, and got enough signatures. Petition and all that stuff. You just can't vote on stuff. You just can't say, "Let's vote on this." No, but, but why did they do it? I mean, why did they make it a law? Because that's the Republicans are all for, you know, uh, for guns. And they figure, uh, you know, it'll be harder for them to take your guns if everybody can get them without getting a permit and all this going through gun uh, training classes. They just made it easy to get guns. And that's what they wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, but and the Constitution they did. said we the people. It doesn't say the Republicans. Oh, we the Democrats. We the institution. <laughs> are independent. The Constitution doesn't say that. It says we the people. Okay. That means we should have been involved in, in the making these decisions. Well, you but were I, involved. You you voted for these people. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. We voted, yeah. But <laughs> the pe- they should ask us. That's what's in the Constitution. They well, should ask us. It says we, Well, the put people. it this way. They asked the people that voted for them. They, you didn't vote for them. They didn't ask you. They asked the Republicans. And yeah, see, what that's they the want. problem. You know, now, I'm going to still vote. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to still vote because, you know, something, something to get done. But it don't make no sense to yes. me. So they should have, the Republicans, somebody should have said, hey, look, let's let the people vote on yes, this. Yes, yes, Well, people, they still can do that. Yeah, but the... Are they going to bring it up? That's the thing. Well, are they going to bring it up? You got just like they brought up the marijuana that's on the ballot this November. Uh, marijuana. Uh, you get somebody that's passionate about 
uh, uh, more gun control. They could put something on to overturn what they why, why don't they put that on the ballot? And the ballot, you know, the, whoever print out the ballots, I think they try to be slick, too, because they always switching the words around, you know, wow. the, if you vest, if you vest, if you uh, vote no, it might be yes, or if you vote yes, it might be no. Whoever print that out and make that the issue on the ballots, I think okay. we just should investigate them too. Well, it's the I guess the Secretary of State gives the final approval for the wording of the ballot, but it's not the people that print the ballot; they just do what they're told not, to do. Exactly, yeah, the one who wrote who wrote it up. <laughs> All right, I gotta go, T. All right, you All take right. care, buddy. Okay, boy, T. <laughs> T is something else. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. 12:30 WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you till oh, about one o'clock this afternoon. Coming up at one, Reverend Al Sharpton, and he'll be keeping it real, keeping it real. That's for sure. Uh, coming up, do a little sickle cell talk, and I tell you, it seems like they can find a cure for everything. It seems like or make great strides in everything except uh, when it comes to sickle cell. They seem to just move. They're not moving fast enough when it comes to that. I don't know. Plus, uh, got some folks, got some events going on. Talk to them. And the engineer brought me some um, tomatoes in, uh, some green tomatoes. I like fried green tomatoes. I love them. See if Sharon can fry me up some fried green tomatoes tonight. Yes. Put some salt and pepper on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fried green tomatoes. (laughs) Sounds like that somebody said that sound like the singer was saying Thane Maynard. No, he's saying the good thing man. <laughs> Thane Maynard. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. And yeah, the mystery continues with Joe Burrow. The mystery continues. And We'll see if this is all a big fake or if he's really injured so bad he could not even practice the entire preseason. Not let alone not we're not talking about playing in the games, but he couldn't practice with the teams, with the team between games. That he's so injured. I'm still saying he's holding out for that contract. A Connecticut man says he felt like he won the lottery when he discovered a bag with nearly $5,000 in cash in a parking lot. So he decided to keep the money. Three months later, he was charged with larceny. How does that happen? You just find a bag of money and then they charge you with larceny. It turns out the bag uh, 
which the uh, Thumbbill, Thumble police said was nearly marked, was clearly marked with the, the bank's insignia and found uh, outside of the same bank contained cash from the town's tax department. So if you find a bag of money and it's outside the bank in the parking lot, it's got the bank's name on the bag, you might not want to take it. You might want to just take it back to the bank and turn it in. He says there was nobody around when he found the bag. And he just thought he had hit the lottery and he took the money and left. And he ends up getting arrested. <laughs> you know? And he said, hey, I see a bag with $5,000 cash in a parking lot. I'm going to take the money and run. But it was a small town. They had, you know, pictures of him picking up the bag, and they got him. Somebody had dropped it accidentally, taking the money to the bank. They dropped the bag, and it seemed like they would have realized that they dropped the bag once they got in the bank and came right back outside to look for it. He says nobody was around when he saw the bag just there in the parking lot. Yeah. So <laughs> says I didn't steal that money. I didn't notice anything inside the bag indicating who the owner was. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a rough deal for a guy that just picked up a bag of money that was on the ground. I don't know. Daryl, how you doing today? What's up, Lincoln? What's up there, living legend? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, the whole Burrow thing, I think you're overdoing it, Lincoln. First of all, I had the injury a long time ago, Lincoln, out of the, uh, I was playing basketball out in Glendale. Uh-huh. I went to make a move, and the first thing I thought was there was some kids playing softball on the other side of the court. Well, what it feels was that. I thought Willem hit me in the leg with the base with the ball, man. Okay. That is a painful injury. Okay. It's just, and it takes a while to heal. I'm not a, I wasn't a professional athlete. I was younger back then. But that injury is one that you just never know when, it, when, okay. when it's going to heal properly. And he's not holding out. If he was holding out, he wouldn't have showed up for the very first day of, of training camp. That injury is tender. And let me tell you something, I heard it again. 15 oh. years later oh in Las Vegas playing basketball again. Now you're and scared. And I'm going to tell you something, Lincoln. If it wasn't for liquor, ice, and a blow dryer, my whole vacation would have been messed up, man. A blow dryer? So that injury Wait. is no joke, Wait. man. It, 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 hold on a second. You said a blow dryer. you just never know. Hey, hey, hold on never a second. Never know when it's here. Hey, can you, can, can you hear me? Hold on one Go second. Ahead, hold on one second. You said a blow okay. dryer. Yeah, the blow dryer was the heat on my calf to heat up the calf. It was an ice okay. heat combination. Okay. That's okay. what that was. I know <laughs> they're not doing that. Right. The Bengals. That's what they got to do. It would have ruined my blow? vacation, man, okay. if All it right. wasn't for liquor, liquor? ice, and a, and a hair dryer for the heat and ice combination. So I just think it's a bad injury. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying, man, he could miss a couple more weeks. Don't be surprised, folks, because you just never know when it's here. All right. Like a broken leg or something like that. Oh, it's the bone's good. With that muscle, you just never know. You never want to go out there and take a chance that it could be an Achilles injury. That's really bad. All right, uh, Daryl. I'll, I'll take hey. your word for it. Uh, yes, sir. 
You, Thank you. you. You make you don't make me feel any better though, hearing that it could be real. I, I'm, I'm just saying, Lincoln, yeah. be, be be worried because because you just never know. He can go out there the first game, play good, yeah. make a move, pop. There he goes oh, again. This is a, a subtle injury that has big ramifications, man. Because you can't plant, All you right. can't plant and throw the ball if your left foot. Okay. If your left can't, and you can't, it's a nine weight bearing. You just never know when it might go, man. All it right, Daryl. I got to run. Thanks for your call. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah. I had to make sure he said blow dryer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he said he was in Vegas. So I had to go back and make sure he said blow dryer. Else Terrence Howard would have to come in here and do some editing today <laughs> for the rebroadcast. All right. We'll take a break. Tammy Floyd, Westmoreland, coming up next right here on 1230 The Buzz. <laughs> 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. And just arguing with uh, Angel. Somebody said, the boss lady's in here. I'm like, she's not my boss. Yes, I am. <laughs> she's the boss over promotions. I'm in, I'm in programming. But she can order the programming people to do stuff when it comes to promotions. You know, when it comes to that. But, but but other than that, no. <laughs> I do not report to Angel in a nutshell, okay? <laughs> yes. All right, the boss lady's in the house. Oh, well, listen, oh boy, unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Yeah, somebody, they, they were upset because they couldn't hear us talking. They, and they didn't need to hear. They didn't need to hear. And I'm glad she didn't have it up there. Anyway, let's find out what's happening over at the Dukester. What's cooking? Hey, good morning to you, Lincoln, and happy Senior Citizen Day, Buzz listeners. Lincoln, I want to send a special shout-out to all those crazy drivers out there on the roads who make a oh. habit of driving too close to the car in front of them or think they have to hold their cell phones in front of their face and drive oh. at the same time. I know, I know. And even those folks who leave home 30 minutes late and try to make up that time by darting in and out of traffic lanes to make it to work on time. Folks, you may not see it, but there's a hurt following you around. And sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. Besides, the life you save may be your own. On the Duke's menu today is our country fried chicken with turned mustard greens and cornbread dressing. Or check out our smothered pork chop with mashed potatoes and gravy and fried corn. We're also featuring our pan-fried catfish nuggets with collard greens and candied yams. But my pick for today, Lincoln, is our down-home down baby beef liver and onions with gravy, rice, smothered cabbage, and cornbread. It's your day, seniors. Make a good one. And remember, we're not fast food. We're good food fast. All right. That's the Dukester right there in the Summit Plaza on Reading Road. We'll talk to you. All right, Lincoln. All right. Let's move along. In the studio with me, Tammy Floyd Westmoreland. Tammy, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. All right. Glad you could stop by. Tell us uh, what's going on. Um, you've got a you, you've got the uh, fundraiser coming up with the 
of Cerebral Palsy. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that, what's happening there. So, yes, I'm the executive director of Their Voice of Greater Cincinnati, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Every year we have a fundraiser this year, September 9th at 630. We're having our sixth annual Luau theme fundraiser where we also have amazing raffle items that will okay. be donated. So we have you can get raffle tickets on our website, tickets for $100, come out and receive um, we get to eat food and learn more about cerebral palsy and meet the families that you are helping. And uh, where is this going to take place? It's going to be at Oasis in Loveland, the Oasis okay. Center. Right there on the uh, Miamiville Road, yes. I believe. Okay, yes. Miamiville Road. Okay. Yes. Uh, actually, it's the Loveland Miamiville Road. And it's 902 Loveland Miamiville Road. And it's September 9th, 630 to 10. Tickets are how much? $100. Okay. Okay. All right. It's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. We're raising funds for a great cause. Now, first, everybody's asked, uh, are you related to Carl Westmoreland? I am. That's my father-in-law. Okay. All right. Father-in-law. <laughs> All right. There we go. There we go. God know if you, anytime you mention the Westmoreland name in the city, they are related pretty much. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, uh, how long have you been involved in this? Well, since I was 15 years old, because my son was born okay. with cerebral palsy. And so when he passed away in January 3rd of 2011, mm. that's how I decided and okay. started living out my purpose and being the voice that he never had. And so through that, I'm able to help other families get the resources and support that I didn't get. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot All of people right. don't realize that cerebral palsy is one of the major motor disabilities that affects a lot of children. But you don't hear about it. It's not talked about. Mm -hmm. um, Carl Westmoreland also had a grandson, Jordan, who also had cerebral really? palsy okay. that passed away at the age of five in mm. 2001. So it's being the voices that Jordan and DeJounte never had and also being the voice for so many other families. Okay. All right. Once again, that's uh, September 9th. 6.30 to 10 at the Oasis Conference Center, 902 Loveland, Miamiville Road in Loveland, Ohio. And tickets are $100. And you, like you say, support, it's support for the families. It's support for the families. We have a respite care program, so we're helping the, the caregivers get that much-needed time yes. for self just to be able to take a nap, to take a shower, things that we take for granted. So yes. it's your $100 are helping this family get at least 5 to 10 hours a week yeah, yeah. to provide that. So yeah, that's and, what we're yeah. doing. Just go out and have lunch or something, you know, to exactly. take you away from all that. The families need that. Yes. Caregivers need that, yep. definitely. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by. We thank appreciate you. it. Thanks and, for having uh, me. I uh, hope you have a great event, September 9th, 630 to 10. Don't forget, folks, uh, 902 Loveland, Miamiville Road in Loveland, Ohio. Yes. Right. Nice to meet you. You too. All right. Let's uh, move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Let's uh, go back to the phone. Let's go to Donnie. Donnie, how are you? Hey, what's up, Lincoln? How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, hey. Donnie. Hey, Lincoln, Joe is not ha holding out. If he had held out, he would have held out at the beginning of the practice. The well, man has stayed. He would have held out when practice started if he was holding out. And insiders on the NFL are saying it's a more serious injury than the Bengals put it to, out to be. And Joe Burrow has stated he will give the Bengals a friendly contract to be able to sign Higgins mm -hmm. and uh, the other receiver. And one thing for sure, Lincoln, Joe Burrow is Browns are ten and two against Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, and he they said he definitely needed to be in practice before that first game because of uh, the new defense Jim Schwartz had yeah. put in with Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, he he needs to be there, but apparently this injury is worse than they 
Well, they said, they said that calf injury is a lot more serious than people think it is, you know. And um, he, he clearly stated at the beginning of practice that he would give the Bengals a fair contract to be able to sign those other two receivers, which he know he needs them to get by. But I, I, me personally, the Bengals changed the name of the stadium to be able to pay him to have that money coming <laughs> in. And, and if he get a Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes contract, Lincoln, you're talking a half a billion dollars. Well, I know you're talking that much, but they, I, I think with the contracts, with the NFL and all this stuff, I think they got the money to pay it. That, they probably do have the money to pay him, but is the tight wide going to pay him? Well, That's the question. You know, because they talked to Mike Brown on the NFL channel about that contract, and that's when he said Joe told him he would give him a, a – a friendly contract to be able to sign other two receivers that um, Higgins and uh, Chase. So I can't wait, Lincoln. I can't wait. This is that division is going to be very interesting this year. Everybody yes, went out and got receivers. Yep. And and you got some of the top quarterbacks in that division. Well, it's all going to come down to the offensive line. Well. Yeah, well, the Bengals may have a problem there. For, for all teams. Y- y'all gave a guy some money that nobody else would give him that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. He was a right tackle, and he wanted left tackle money. That's why he ended up in Cleveland and out of Kansas City and out of uh, the Ravens, because he's a right tackle. And he's not he, – you'll see when him and Miles Garrett go at it next week. Well, I that, think – I think the Bengals will beat the Browns this year, even though it's in Cleveland for the first game. I'm thinking the Bengals are going to win that game. No. And you know the no. Bengals, but we do have a history of slow starts. So that's, that's what they were talking about. He has a history of slow starts, and he should be in training camp yeah. because of them slow starts. But, Lincoln, this Brown team ain't the Brown team y'all think it is. This <laughs> team is a potential Super Bowl team. If, if we can, come to oh, play, if we can beat, the, look, if we can stop the run, we can beat the Browns. Stopping the run, Chubb kills the Bengals. That's who kills Lincoln, the Bengals. The problem going to be, you're not going to be able to put a, a nine man in the box with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. You know, they have punished the Browns because yeah. of Deshaun Watson contract. They and, did everything right. they could to try to keep that guy out of football. And it's his time. He's ready. Well, now, I will agree with you there. The one advantage in quarterback they have over us is your quarterback can run. Ours is not that great of a runner. Well, Joe can run, but is he going to want to run run with that calf? He's not as fast as these guys. No, he's not a a Watson. But if you look at it, did you notice the Ravens have three black quarterbacks on their team and the Browns? have three black quarterbacks on their team. And that's the <laughs> only two teams in the NFL. <laughs> They've got and three it, black quarterbacks? Oh, huh? Man, I didn't know that. I never paid attention yeah, to that. Yeah. Uh, we have Kellen Mine and the young man uh, Robinson from uh, UCLA and Deshaun. And uh, the Ravens have Jackson, Huntley, 
and what's that other guy name? I can't think of name. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. They had four black quarterbacks before they came to the cut down, both of them teams, and they're now saying those are the pro-type quarterbacks that teams want now. All right. Well, you might be right about that, uh, Donnie. I got to run. We'll see what All happens. Right. We'll see what happens uh, a, week, right. a week from Sat Sunday. A get, week from Sunday. Get your popcorn ready. Okay. Thanks for your <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you till one o'clock this afternoon. In the studio with me, we got uh, Lisa Meacham, co-founder, and Tasha Heisel, and they've got the big five k run and walk, inspiring hope for sickle cell. And I was talking about that earlier this morning. Uh, they just don't seem to be making enough progress when it comes to. Ending sickle cell, fighting sickle cell. I don't know. They're making some, but it's just not fast enough. Uh, Lisa, tell us a little bit about it, and welcome to the show. Move into that mic if you could there. Thank you for having me this morning. Um, I agree with you. Um, There have been some new medications uh, most recently, but there is not enough being done considering the fact that sickle cell is the number one hereditary disease. Yes, yes. Um, There is affecting more people. And it's not, I mean, people were born with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sickle cell can be uh, stopped if people make better choices. Yes, yes. When they choose their partner, if they yeah. make sure that they're aware whether or not the person they're with has the trait or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we make good choices, that's why we yeah. want to get into our schools, speak to our children, make sure that they're aware that they don't have to have a child right. with sickle cell. And a lot of times they, they don't even discuss sickle cell when You're they, right. you they know, they meet somebody at the club and, <laughs> you know, they, it's, it's on, you know, yes. and, you know, a few weeks later and, you know, you got some issues going on. Right. Uh, now, uh, Tasha, how, how are you involved with this? I am involved with Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation with Lisa Meacham, the co-founder also. Um, my sister, um, name was Johnny's Massey. She passed away. Was this year will be eleven years from sickle cell disease. Okay, yes. and they, they, you know, everybody I talk to say it's just so painful Absolutely. when uh, you know. I guess when your blood is not round and it's in the sickle shape, it's run. And it's, your whole body hurts. Absolutely correct. And, and what happens is, is when when your your blood vessels don't get enough oxygen, that causes their blood to be crescent shaped. It's hard, it's sticky, and they get clogged. Anywhere your body can have blood flow, they can Mm -hmm. have a crisis. Mm. Um, And so it's extremely painful. And even at birth, at least six months, those children are receiving opiates to help resolve that pain. Mm. Um, If their body is not compatible with the medications that they're now offering. Because no two sickle cell cases are the same. It varies by patient. So the medication may work for one person, but it doesn't work for the other person. So what do you do for them? Now you have uh, to find ways. And you talk about people making choices. Now there was a time when they would give you a blood test. They do. They still, still in they, Ohio. Okay. Yes. They say still. When you get married, you take a blood. You don't have to. You have when, to. When you're born in Ohio, they test every child okay. for sickle right. cell disease. Okay. Um, so but then you find out very soon. Okay, but when you get ready to get married or anything, they no. don't they don't require any tests for that. You do that on your own, I guess. Right. Correct. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it's almost like a never ending battle. 
Absolutely. when it comes to sickle cell. But you're having a 5K run uh, this coming Saturday. Where is it going to take place? At Summit Park in Blue Ash. The address is 4335 Glendale Milford Road. And we start at 8 a.m. Okay. And it's going from 8 to 10. Yes. 8 to 11. 8 to 11. Yes. Uh, this and coming Saturday right there at Summit Park. And you can register on our website, www.scafcincy.com. Okay, give that once again. www.scafcincy.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Okay. All right. It sounds good to me. But, yeah, there, there needs to be a lot more discussion when it comes to uh, sickle cell and how we can uh, at least – Stop it from growing, yeah. you know, stop marrying someone or families. having children with the sickle. Both of you have the sickle cell trait. And yes. Correct. that's where the problem comes in. Correct. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me. We You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you for having us. All right. Uh, 5K run walk this coming Saturday. Summit Park, 4335 Glendale Milford Road, right there in Blue Ash from 8 to 11. And uh, we'll see you there. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Let's move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. At Winna Johnson, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing, Mr. Lincoln Ware? All right. What's up? I'm calling you about CMHA Authority again. I called you, reached out to you back in January, I believe, about the raccoon, the mice situation, and that type of stuff. Um, I, I've been trying to get help for about two months out here again because I have a mice or rat infestation drippings all all over the place. They won't send nobody out here to do anything. I'm still living in that same house I told you I was living in, 3245 Deschler Drive. Okay. And they won't um, send anybody out? Ain't nobody been out here to do anything. I don't put in several work orders trying to get help with this situation. The rats are chewing holes through the walls. I'm tired of going out buying steel wool, rat poison, this, this, and that, and they don't want to do anything about it. When I ask to get moved, the only thing they want to do is stick me back in Wind Terrace. That's the same place they moved me from, oh. from a rat infestation before. Mm, mm, mm. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I just was reaching out to you to see if there's any way I can get call, any other help anywhere else. Call 311 and report this to the city, and then the city, once they start taking action, then CMHA might take some action. Okay, because I've, I've, I did call the health department. Yeah, yeah. Uh, try that again, 311, and uh, tell them the problem and uh, go from there. Okay. All right, let me All know, right. let me know uh, wh what happens, okay? All right, thank you, sir. All right, thanks for your call. All right, and people that move, it's not that easy to move. I'm sure it doesn't sound like she has a job. She's on, she, she's she got the, the voucher, and it's just not that easy to do. I'm sure if she could move, she would do it. Trust me. She wouldn't stay there if she could move. All right, we've got news coming up, and then we'll come back on the other side. 1230, The Buzz. 